Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. If you're joining us on social media, this is Into the Lab episode 47, and I am your host, Ernest Silva. Excited to be a part of today's episode and hosting today. As you can see, our sports scientists are joining for me from all over the world, but we are hosting this show out of San Antonio, Texas. We have some guests joining us today. Announcer, go ahead and take the mic. And now... Tonight's starting lineup. From Bali, Indonesia, a beverage connoisseur, wrestling expert for Blue Collar Media, Twitter handle at Dre2124, Dre Rogers. Good morning, fellas. How are you doing today? Excited uh, about the weekend. Uh, I don't know if everybody out there knows but we're having our fantasy football draft uh this weekend and we're going to be broadcasting it live so Ernest will give you all the details later on I like the plug I like the plug from Winnipeg featured on the podcast the Institute of Drafting the 2019 into the lab NFL pick'em champion Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy Miles Bloomquist hello everyone I'm glad to be back I am baby faced up. I'm uh, gotten over my loss from two weeks ago. Uh, I'm uh, back on the trivia tonight. Hopefully, I can get that dub and uh, fuck the Rockets. <laughs> and coming out, shots fired and getting the nod from Jackson, who I'll introduce in just a second. But I'm glad to have you back, Miles. Hope you don't win tonight. From Pittsburgh, <laughs> making his comeback, football hockey gambling writer for Blue Collar Sports. Twitter handle at Steel Curtain, P-E-H, the most interesting name in the world, Paul. What's going on, fellas? Uh, glad to see everybody almost back. Uh, we got the, the original team here tonight, Ernest, I think. Yeah, almost there. We just need one loudmouth Bostonian, but I'm sure he'll be here later. From New Hampshire, the mind of analytics for blue-collar media, Twitter handle at Asen Tatum, Chris Remick. What's going on, everybody? Excited to be back on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Ernest. And got Tatum in the background. Just got to let everybody know who's going to be dominating the playoffs. Kemba. Wow. So a good group here tonight. Obviously, I haven't introduced Steve yet, but we'll get through his monster later on. Um, you may not recognize the guy all in red. It's usually me defending those Houston Rockets. So let me go ahead and do a special introduction for – the Locked On Rockets podcast, joining us from Houston, Texas, Jackson Gat Gatlin. What's up, guys? Happy to be here for the first time on Into the Lab. Happy to be here defending the Rockets, seeing as how apparently that's what I'm going to be doing the entire podcast. I won't stoop as low to drop an F-bomb towards the Celtics because I still appreciate what they do as an organization, but happy to be here nonetheless. 
Yeah, thanks, Jackson. I'm really excited to have you on here. Usually I'm the one taking the blow, so luckily you and I will, will be able to do a tag team and, and take it right back to them. Um, our Labster is not on yet. There's a special COVID call with the Texas shutdown looming again for all teachers in the state of Texas. So he will be on later, but that is Reginald Huggins. He won the Labster spot for tonight's trivia, where he'll be competing against Miles and Jackson. And if you're not familiar with that featured segment, let me give you the lineup and get you a little bit more. So today's lineup is going to be four segments long. The first one, a quick NBA segment where we'll be talking about start or sit for each story that's out there right now, whether our lapsters and our guests start the story or they would sit that story. Um, then we'll go into our featured home and home trivia where Locked on Rockets will be taking on into the lab and our lapster listeners to see who will take home a $25 gift card. And after that, we will go right into our third segment for some comedic relief from Steve Reisner, or you might know him as the general. And then we'll end with some announcements and some sign-offs from our group. You guys ready? Do it. Do it. All right, let's get right into it. So our starter six segment, if you are not familiar with it or you're joining us online, I'm going to have the Labsters and Jackson do it a little favor for me. If you start the segment or you like it, give me a thumbs up on the reaction button. If you are not a fan and you want to sit that segment, give me the clap icon. That means I'm clapping that back. So let's start off with our first topic, which is coming to you from San Antonio. Greg Popovich's house has been for sale for some time now. Not really too big of a news, but he has dropped the price tremendously trying to get it off the market. Does that mean Greg Popovich is leaving? Who starts that segment? Who's, who's going to sit it? I'll start it. I'll start it. Uh, you know, he's getting up there in age. I mean, this has been a very weird season for him. Uh, you know, I could see him going into something uh, for the league, like uh, to, you know, bring like diversity to the league, like the coaching ranks. Like he's already tried with, uh, you know, the, having the first female coach, um, you know, and I think he would be like in a spot like that for the league is my guess where he would want to go. All right. Did I have anybody else uh, start that segment? Start start that story. No. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely start that because. All um, right, Chris. You know Popovich, he's done practically everything you'd want to do as an NBA coach. He has really nothing to prove. The Spurs, they have an upside and they have some promising young players on that squad, like Dejounte Murray and uh, Lonnie Walker. Um, and it would be exciting to see how they develop, but I don't think Pop is really in that plan. I think he'll still be involved with the NBA in some capacity, but I think his coaching days are uh, kind of winding down. All right. Let me get the other side. Now, Jackson, I know you put sit on that segment. You think, Greg, you think Coach Popovich is here to stay. What do you – give, give me some highlights. Give me some, some knowledge. Oh well, sorry. Then let me uh, let me backtrack a little bit. Then let's flip my little emoji into the. Okay. Uh, I'll start that segment. <laughs> I mi I misunderstood off the top, but um, you got it. No, I, I do think he's you know he's been pretty vocal for a while now about you know he he understands kind of where he's at with the organization and kind of as referenced earlier by Paul was, you know, he's been trying to be at the forefront of trying to get you know the first female head coach instituted in the NBA and above all else, he has pretty much accomplished everything that you would want to accomplish as an NBA head coach. And he's probably, you know, he's getting up there in age. He'd probably like to spend some time, you know, with his family. Um, I know that he's had some personal, uh, you know, troubles in the past now with, you know, with his wife passing away and things like that. 
Um, so, you know, probably just wanting to get away from the spotlight of the NBA for a little bit. And here, let me play devil's advocate, though, for a quick second. What if he were to take his talents elsewhere? What if he were to legitimately, like, go full Tom Brady and, like, join another organization? Which organization would it be and who would actually benefit from that the most? That would be kind of a, uh, a bit of an off-season roller coaster. So that's my hot take. Uh, the I think Rockets. Dre- no, he's not going Whoa. to the Rockets. He's not going to the Rockets. But no, I do, NBA's contracts up. I I do have a I do have a, a hot take for the. I think if Popovich does leave the Spurs this offseason, he ends up in LA. I think he ends up with the Lakers. And LeBron finally gets his his uh, Hall of Fame coach, and he he gets a chance to show that he can win a few uh, when he has an actual coach behind the bench. Miles, you've been quiet. Let me hear your take on this. Is Pop staying or going? I think he's staying. Um... I mean, obviously, Pop has nothing left to prove. But something that everyone's been mentioning is that he's very vocal. He's trying to get, obviously, like everyone said, the first female coach into the league. But not only that, obviously, with, you know, all the political stuff going on, and I won't dive into that, but he's been outspoken about that, too. The only reason I think Popovich would leave is because – he's super old or because he's going to get a higher spot in the association that would allow him to be way more vocal and sort of have a lot of control that he doesn't already have. Because as of right now, if you're telling me Popovich doesn't basically have full control over the Spurs and you're tripping, he probably wants a higher platform to be more vocal, to get more women in the league, to speak about what he believes in he can't give up that platform that he has right now being a coach of the Spurs where he has almost total control. Cause even though that's, you know, just one team, that's better than saying retiring and now he has no influence anymore. Well, I guess he'll still have influence, but he won't have that control is what I mean. So I think that's why he's going to stay. One of our listeners, Jonathan Bible says Popovich is here to say, stay and go Spurs go. You guys are crazy. So let's jump to our second bit here and let's talk about Avery Bradley. So Avery Bradley has announced he's not going to Orlando. Is this a significant piece to lose for the LA Lakers? If you're going to start that, give me that thumbs up. If you're going to sit that, give me that clap. Looks like I've got a thumbs up. I've got Dre actually putting a thumbs down. Got a thumbs up from Miles. Chris, thumbs up. Paul, everybody's thumbs up except for Dre. So let me start with a thumbs up. You guys, you guys can just lay it out there. Why do we think every Bradley's a significant piece? Defense. I mean, Ern, I mean, how many of these series come down to? I mean, I know we talk about the superstars and stuff, but really, in these finals, I mean, how many times does it come down to? Uh, a key three from a role player or a defensive stop by, you know, a guy. And Avery Bradley is that guy. So I think I, I think that that's going to hurt them, especially depth-wise going against the Clippers for sure. Top 20 defensive isolation player in the 2019 season for the minimum uh, yeah. minutes he's played, though. That's significant in my opinion. I'm going I'm to start it as well. Jackson, Chris, you want to add anything to that before I hear Dre's crazy take? Sure. I mean, he's easily their second best uh, defensive uh, player behind, well, second best defensive perimeter player, I'll say. I don't want to put that too many qualifications on it um, behind Danny Green. And when you think about the teams that LA is going to have to go through in the Western Conference, you know, there's going to be, there's no, there's no shortage of the amount of defensive players that you need on a roster to make it through the playoffs. That's been 
LeBron-led team's MO for almost a decade now is 3 and D type players and losing Avery Bradley now here. I will say I commend him for his decision to sit out because he's worried about the health of his child. I don't hold him in you know contempt for his decision whatsoever. I'm proud of him for that, but it does hurt the Lakers' chances significantly. Lakers fans don't feel the same way you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, then they're I, just they're in denial, man. Pissed. They are in denial. They're I think fucking pissed. Avery Bradley would be a huge, huge piece in the playoffs. Dre, you sh- you gave me the thumbs down immediately. You don't think it's a significant piece? Talk to us. Uh, I actually don't. Uh, you guys are forgetting that the Lakers do have a secret weapon in their bench, and last year as a starter, he actually was. Uh, league and uh, you know getting all this hype and even lebron was praising him his name alex caruso oh my gosh (laughs) oh man did he get your all-star vote too dude you really have to face the fact uh, it doesn't i mean obviously the the main argument is that bradley always supposedly guards the best player but that's not true he that's that's lebron's job so uh you know yes it hurts them defensively but caruso's better offensively so you know it's uh it's it's not really that you know that impactful to lose bradley plus uh they also picked up uh this guy from the heat uh, what was his name uh or, or from the thunder um Waiter, wait, waiters, is it? Yeah. What's his name? Dion Waiters. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good too, and and he also he can also play uh, shooting guard. So, you know, you you've got him. Danny Green can also play shooting guard. So it just depends on the rotation. I mean, you can you can start Caruso at point guard, and then Danny Green's a heck of a defensive player, so you can get him at shooting guard. Braun at small forward, and then. You know, you're you're not really losing that star power from Bradley. So I, yes, it hurts them, but I think they've got enough enough depth to, you know, back up the back up the loss. Well, I I could agree with you a little bit. I don't think Caruso is the answer, and I don't think they have the defenders to stop Russ and Harden um, on the floor if you lose somebody like Avery Bradley. But again, what do I know? I'm just a Rockets fan. So let's go to our third topic, which is Nikola Jokic testing positive for COVID. But that doesn't mean much for Denver's chances. Who wants to start that one? I'll start it. Okay. Talk to us, Paul. I mean, we've been down them the whole year. I mean, the story hasn't changed. I mean, I don't think that they're in that upper group with the two L.A. teams and Houston. I just don't think that that, that – whether he's there or whether he's not there, they're not winning a seven-game series against either any of those teams. I think the story is less about it happening specifically to Jokic and more so, you know, thinking about, okay, the NBA was expecting positive test results, right? That was bound to happen. As soon as players started getting tested, positive tests were going to start popping up left and right. I don't think they were expecting a big name star like Jokic to be one of the first guys out of the gate to be positive. And in a way this actually plays into Denver's favor because he, you know, more or less gets it out of the way now. But I, you know, I still think that what he brings to the table for Denver, I 
will say that I'm in agreement that the top three in the West are still the two LA teams followed by Houston. But I think that the Nuggets are definitely right there kind of bringing up the rear as like the fourth best team in the West. Yeah, I thought the weight loss, if it was healthy weight loss, then I was going to say that was terrific because that's the way he's going to get up and down the, the, the court against other NBA teams. His pace is going to pick up. But if it's because he was sick and he lost mass and he and he looks and he has to recover, that's a whole different story. Um, players like Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic, who didn't take care of the bodies during this offseason or this quote-unquote mini offseason, uh, unlike players like Russell Westbrook and James Harden who have – you know, it's going to be significantly different. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I mean, that, I mean, like everybody just says, oh, you know, they'll be better in two weeks. Your lung capacity isn't, is going to be diminished the entire playoffs. Right. Right. I, I was actually going to say something. You know, you got to remember that. Not all of them, just some of them have been training at their own homes or whatever, or just playing around. Uh, you know, they've been sitting out for three to four months, and it's not the same, you know, playing outside, playing, you know, five on five competitive basketball. So, I mean, this is, a, you know, in terms of playoffs, basically it's an elimination, you know, elimination games. So, I don't know. Even though the Lakers and the Clippers might be the strongest teams in the West, I think that because of the situation, it's a, it might be a free-for-all. So you never know. It, it, I think it does hurt the Nuggets' chances because, you know, if you play three great games or, or four great games, you are able to defeat a better team, even though you're not. So you never know. Yeah, that's a good segue because we're going to keep it on the COVID topic. Um, on a player who, who actually just doesn't want to get hurt, Davis Bertans is, is opted into skipping going to Orlando, although many of us don't really have the Wizards having a chance at making the playoffs. He's not even going to attempt to make the, the trip and, and play down there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there as a starter sit. Do you like this decision for Davis Bertans, considering he's a free agent this summer? Can I go first? Yeah. He's a fucking bitch. <laughs> Wow, Miles. Oh, I got Shave, the sh- what and a lethal. pussy move. What a pussy move. No one cares about you, bro. You're not special. You had one decent season. And I know you're going to cash in on some stupid contract and then get cut halfway through last season, and no one's going to remember who the hell you are. Go play basketball and make a sh- – like, if I'm looking at it right now, the Wizards, you know, they still have a shot. I mean – Six games back from the Magic. They don't have a shot. They don't have a shot. They, can they don't do have a shot. They can do it. They can do There's it. There's no chance. They can do it. They can do it. I, I like the move. You just have to try. From Especially when this organization give gave you the shot to make your name this year when, you know, you haven't thus far, and you're just going to sit out and try to cash out. Pathetic. He had a name from San Antonio. There's a reason they paid him that money this year. They didn't give him a shot. They were just the team that decided to pay him. He had a name from San Antonio. People wanted him. The Wizards were just the ones to bite. Can you start listening to these people? Because I don't. I didn't hear about Davis Bertans till this year. And if you're if you're if you're Bertans, especially in this free agency class this this upcoming off season, where the pool's a little shallow. 
You're a valuable for you can stretch the four area consistent shooter and you can play the four position, which is so valuable in today's game. I think it's genius from Bertans to sit this out when the Wizards have no chance of making the playoffs. Um, I mean, even Dame, Dame said he wasn't going to risk anything if he felt that he didn't have a shot at the playoffs. And it's the same thing here. And for Bertans, that money is a lot more, you know, variable because if he got hurt or anything, he doesn't have that max deal that Dame has. So um, I think I like the move from Bertans. I think it's smart. Agree with Chris. Dre, you were saying something? Oh, I thought Miles was going to say, who the fuck is David Burns? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, as as, Ro- as a Rockets uh, follower, I obviously have heard of Davis Bertans because many times we see that big guy as a sharp sharpshooter on the outside and you think, gosh, what he could be in Houston would be amazing. So, um, you know, we were one of the teams that really wanted him. Of course, the Spurs would have never given him to us. So um, I'm getting confirmation our lapsers is going to be jumping in. So we'll get to our last Couple of segments. Paul, did you want to chime in on that one? Or are you good with me switching number five? No, go ahead. All right. Blazers, the Trail Blazers had a chance to make the playoffs with Trevor Ariza regardless. Start it or sit it? Wait, like, wait, Tre- what? Trevor Ariza is no longer going to Orlando. He's opting out. So Who the it, fuck it, the- cares? <laughs> does that do even get minutes? Does, does he get minutes? Can someone answer me that? He gets minutes. He gets minutes. He comes off the bench, but he gets minutes. Does he get like five minutes? Does he get like no, six no, minutes? no. He gets fifteen minutes a game. Wow, he gets fifteen minutes a game, and the Blazers really have no shot at the playoffs. Okay, well, there's Miles with his answer. Anybody else? Um, I'll start it. Um, even though Trevor Ariza, he's a great three and D player, I feel like the the Blazers' chances of clinching that eighth seed and kind of uh, clutching up in these eight-game restart. It really lies on Dame and CJ and Melo and Hassan Whiteside and those boys. Um, I mean, yeah, you lose some depth at the three, um, but I really think it will come down to if Dame and CJ really have everything left in the tank and if they're willing to give that to kind of drag the Blazers because if they do make it, it's kind of an outside shot. I kind of have the Pelicans sneaking in there, and I think they have a much better shot than the Blazers. But, um, yeah, I don't think Trevor Ariza uh, opting out is uh, going to affect their chances drastically. As much as I like to say Trevor Ariza is still a factor in the NBA, I tend to agree with the primary votes here that he wasn't that big of a factor or as big of a factor uh, unless they were playing some team like the Rockets or the Lakers where he has a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Uh, what about you, Jackson? You agree with, with Trevor Reza not really having a factor this year with the Trailblazers? More or less. I mean, he's a, he's a nice guy to have to kind of shore up your rotation, but, the, but at this point in his career, you know, he's, it, was, it was very apparent even that last season in Houston, he lost a bit of a step. Uh, you know, that's, there's a reason that they didn't want to pay him $15 million a year, and he dipped to go to the desert uh, after that 17-18 season. So – you know, is he a difference maker for the Trailblazers? Not really. No. Uh, do they have a shot, you know, with or without him? Honestly, not really. Uh, you know, Eileen Pelicans as well for sneaking in to that final uh, playoff spot in the West. Yeah, you would join the masses here as we think the NBA has set up the Pelicans for a nice revamp and an eight spot there. I think we'd all love to see a Lakers-Pelicans matchup in the first round. 
now I see our Lapster has joined us. He's fixing his camera. He's smiling. He's ready. He's re ramping to go. He's going to be here for our final starter six start starter sit topic. And Reggie Huggins, how you doing, buddy? Reggie, you're muted. Oh, why? Right, yeah, we can hear you now. There you are, Rich. Cool, 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 cool. What's up, everybody? What's going on, bud? How's it going, uh, Rich? Hey, man. This COVID 19 is crazy. That's <laughs> all I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rich, uh, I'm going to introduce you. This is uh, Reggie Huggins. He is from Colleen, Texas, joining us today. Reg, you're going to get the final starter sit. So do you start this or do you sit this? The NBA season will still happen on July 31st. Do you start it or do you sit it? July 30th. I'm just going to throw July that 30th. in there. Yes. There you go. July 30th. July 30th. Uh, I actually, I was quite excited until this week happened. I don't know. I, I'm going to say it's not going to start on time. Uh, I just, I just don't think, um, especially with the players having their little revolt, whatever they're having their issues with, I just don't think uh, they're going to take the risk. I just don't think they're they're willing to put their their chances out there. I, me personally, I want them to take the risk because we need that season, but I just don't think they're going to take the risk. All right, Jackson, swinging to you. What do you think? I think it's still going to happen. I think that they are, there's a lot of money on the line. Um, in a perfect world scenario, you know, COVID-19 is bigger than basketball. And I'd rather these players stay safe. And if they want to stay home because they're worried about family or their own personal health, then by all means, stay home. But I think that there's a majority of the players that do want the season to happen. And above all else, LeBron James wants the season to happen. And when the face of the NBA says he wants the season back, they're going to bend over backwards to try and make it happen. Yep. Miles going to you next. Well, obviously it kind of comes down to how the cases of COVID-19 are looking in the NBA, which is obviously why they're testing now gives them about a four week window and the average COVID-19 recovery time is about two weeks. So we're hoping that most of these guys are healthy, good to go in about two weeks. They can start practicing. Worst case scenario, it takes them about four weeks, which means those are only really with severe cases, and I don't think we've really seen any severe cases quite yet. I mean, Buddy Heal got it, or he got tested positive earlier today, and he said he's completely fine. So you already know that within the next week or two, he's going to be out there shooting, practicing, ready to go. So, yeah, I think it'll happen unless there's too many severe cases, which I don't see happening, because if there was, we'd already find out. Perfect. Chris, you're on my screen. What do you think? Um, I think it's going to happen. Uh, the main concern here is uh, we all knew that there were going to be a lot of positives with these testing. We all knew that there was going to be some positive cases. The main concern is how everyone's really going to react to that as we progress, because some players might still be kind of paranoid about it. And the more test, positive test results that they see, they might want to opt out. And the more that they opt out or kind of have problems with it or call for kind of a revamp of the plans, um, the more that this is going to kind of get pushed back um, and the potential of it kind of getting halted again uh, increases. Um, but I think right now it, the positive cases were expected. I don't think there's too many. Most of them are asymptomatic. Um, and I think that they'll continue uh, July 30th. 
All right, Dre, going to you next. What do you think? Starter set the NBA season continues on July 30th. Dead. Dead. Yep. Yeah. We'll come back to you, Dre. That Bali Indonesia internet sometimes gets you. Paul, what about you? You bring us in the rear here. Yeah, I'm going to start it. Um, but I do think that there's going to be more Avery Bradley's jumping ship uh, before this all is said and done. Um, you know, the 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 big guys, the, the big stars are not going to go anywhere. Um, you know, they obviously want to try to get a ring. But I think some of these, like, uh, mid-level guys that have families and have pregnant wives and – you know, children and stuff like that going on. I, I think that as time goes on and they keep spiking down there, they, they're just going to say, no, I'm out. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I am, I am going to start that they, they, they do start on July 30th for a number of reasons, including sponsors and endorsements and all they've done to prep. But I think it would be worse uh, if the NBA were to start, get to the playoffs and then have a positive COVID outbreak and have to stop than to not start at all. I think that would be a, a worse scenario in that instance. And yeah. you got to hope that if they start it, they're able to finish it. That's just my personal view on it. I think it's worse for the brand to try it and then, and then get stuck in that. So um, Dre, we're going to leave you out on that one, but that wraps up our starter sit segment, which is going to take us to our featured segment. But before we do that, let me go ahead and honor one of our sponsors, Triple Double Basketball Academy down in the Rio Grande Valley. Sign up your kiddos for an unbelievable basketball experience. Get their skills upgraded before your eyes. And believe it or not, during these COVID times, they are still accepting people. They have a two-to-one player-to-coach ratio, and we'll have some videos premiering them later on this week. Down in the beautiful Harlingen, Texas, follow them on Facebook today. That takes us to our featured segment, which if you've been waiting for and hopefully you're joining us online, it is going to be between Into the Lab, Locked on Rockets, and our labster, Reggie Huggins, who said he is going to wipe the floor with these guys. And I'm just kidding, Reg. I won't put that on you. But it's going to be exciting. This is going to be NBA trivia. I promise you, you won't have to burn your brain cells too much. Um, but this is going to be a fun time. Um, what we're going to do, and if it's the first time you're watching this, how it's going to work, each player is going to be taking a guess. I'm going to say the question, give you answer choices, and you reply to which answer choice you think it is. Chris, Dre, and Paul will be watching your screens, making sure you're not typing away, trying to cheat and find the answer while I'm reading the question. So we're going to jump right into it. Again, this home-and-home home trivia is brought to you by Taquito Express, where you can get all-you-can-eat tacos for $7.99 down in beautiful Brownsville, Texas. Follow them on Facebook today and mention ITL. Get 10% off your order. Dre loves Taquito Express. That's his favorite. So let's jump right into it. Question number one. Who was the tallest player to play for the Houston Rockets in franchise history? A, Dwight Howard, B, Hakeem Olajuwon, C, Yao Ming, or D, Ralph Sampson? C. C, Yao Ming. Reg, need your answer. Yao Ming, Yao Ming, Yao Ming. Yao Ming, that's one apiece for everybody. I told you it's going to start off easy, then you guys are going to be scratching your head a little bit. Here we go, question number two. This former Dallas Maverick is the heaviest player to play in the NBA. A, Oliver Big O. Miller, B, Shaq, C, Taco Fall, or D, Boban Majanovic. I'm going A. A. Reg, five seconds. 
Oh man, that's a hard one. Uh, I'm gonna take uh, Oliver Miller. <laughs> it is a so everybody gets a point. They're tied to a piece. If anybody can guess his weight, I'll give you an extra point. Three oh six. Do we have to guess it exactly, or just get no, near the nearest one? Yeah, nearest one. We'll get the extra point. Three twenty-three. I'm I'm taking three thirty-five. It is three seventy-five. That was a big fella. So that is going to be Ridge. Ridge will get the point there, oh, and the Lapsters take coming. an early lead. Early lead for the Lapsters. <laughs> Ridge is hyped. That is a big guy. He came into the league at 260 and ended at 375. So somebody told him to keep putting weight on. Number three. Okay, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> who, who is currently the smallest player in the NBA on an active roster? A, Isaiah Thomas. B, Chris Clemens. C, J.J. Barrea. J.J. Barrea. Or D, Muggsy, Muggsy Bones. Muggsy Bones. Um... C. So ITL's taking C, JJ Barea, Jackson and Reg. Hey, can you repeat the question? I didn't get to hear it. Who is currently the smallest player in the NBA on an active roster? A, Isaiah Thomas, B, Chris Clemens, C, JJ Barea, or D, Muggsy Bones? I have a clarification. Are we talking height or height and weight? Because two of those guys are the same height, and I believe they're the shortest. We are just talking height. Mm. Bray is not shorter than those guys. I, I'm. I want to go it slash Clemens because they're both five foot nine. Got to pick one. Five seconds. All right. I'll. I'll go. I'll go it. Reg. I'm gonna take Chris Clemens. It is Chris Clemens. It is not on an active roster. He is currently a free agent. So we have. I don't even Lapsters. know who the fuck Chris Clemens is. Oh, that's that's that is that is a sad part. Reg with four points, Jackson with two, Miles with two. Lapsters pulling away early. Let's see if we got some more stamina from the others. Number four, who has had the longest career in the NBA? A. Dirk Nowitzki. B. Robert Horry. C. Vince Carter. Or D. Taj Gibson. C. Mm, see. Hey, who was that first guy you, you called, Ernest? That was Dirk. Uh, I'm going to take Vince. Yep, it is Vince. So everybody gets a point. Five for the Lapsters, three for ITL, and three for Locked On Rockets. Let's hit the halfway point with this question right here. This player leads the league in true shooting percentage with at least 60 games played. A, James Harden, B, Jason Tatum, C, LeBron James, or D, Mitchell Robinson. Mm, I'm, I'm, ooh, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to take a wild card and go D. I'm going Harden. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I don't, I'm gonna take I don't trust. I don't trust a fucking Nick. Never trust it. Now, nah, okay, no, no, no. I stick. I stick. I stick. I, I commit. I commit. I commit to the wild card. All right. So ITL going with Mitchell Robinson. Locked on Rockets taking James Harden. Reg, who'd you pick? Um, I'm taking um, Jason Tatum. 
Jason Tatum for the Labsters. It is Mitchell Robinson. So ITL catches up by a point. And so the Labsters at the halfway point has five points. ITL with three. Locked on Rockets with two, but a lot of game left. We've seen some crazy stuff happen on home and home. Number six, which player leads the league in usage percentage with at least 58 games played this season? A, James Harden. B, Russell Westbrook. C, Giannis. D, Brandon Ingram. Mm, shit. Mm. I'm going Harden because Giannis doesn't play enough minutes. Well, uh, Giannis is the only guy they use. I'm, using, I'm going Giannis. <laughs> I, I'm definitely taking James on this. because It's, no it's in the name. Usage percentage. Who the fuck do the Bucks use other than Giannis? It is James Harden. That is the uh. answer. And I wanted to put that specifically at the 58 game mark because Giannis has only played 57. So James Harden is the answer for that one. Labsters at six. That puts ITL and Locked on Rockets now tied at, what are you guys at? Three. At three. So, six to four. three. Six, six to four. It's four. It's four. Six I also to thought four. I had four because okay, I thought must, the scores were wrong at the end of last it, round. It, it, must be, it must be six, four, four. Of course, we'll have our media team make sure that's updated. And if it is, just give me an egg on my face. All right. So, number seven, how many days have the San Antonio Spurs had a losing record in the last 22 years? A, 245, B, 65, C, 47, or D, 188? Can you repeat the choices one more time? Absolutely, I'll even repeat the question. How many days have the San Antonio Spurs had a losing record in the last 22 years? A, 245, B, 65, C, 47, D, 188. In the last year? 22 years. Oh, in the last 22. Oh, Jesus. Oh, uh, I'll go 188. I'm going A. Whatever D was. Miles taking 188. Jackson taking 245. Reg, need your answer. Five seconds. 188. The answer is 65. No points for anybody. They have only had a losing record for 65 days in the past 22 years. You can look it up. It's the truth. All right, going to number eight. This player has the highest PER of all time. A, Hakeem Olajuwon. B, Kobe Bryant. C, Michael Jordan. Or D, Wilt Chamberlain. Shit. <laughs> What's PER again? <laughs> What's PER, Jackson? Player efficiency rating. That's it. Uh, who's the most efficient? I'm going to go Hakeem. Miles is taking Hakeem. Jackson, Reg, five seconds. I'm taking the I'm great. Michael. I'm going Michael. Michael. I know. Both taking Michael Jordan. It is D. Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, uh. How do you guys not pick Will Chamberlain? Now I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a chance to give me the PER, get you an extra point, maybe a catch up to Reg as you guys are down two. Can anybody name me what the amount is for their PER? What was their PER? Or what was Wilt's PER? Mm. I'm gonna take Will as a forty five. And I guess on this one I think I know. <laughs> you can guess at the end. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what a good PER is, so I'll just say fuck it and say like 
50. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you this. I'll, give, I'll let Reg say it again, but the average PER is 15. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, 36. 36 for Jackson. Reggie, you want to change your answer? Uh, oh, all right. I'm a little bit lower, but I'm going to say 40. Okay. Miles. 40.01. <laughs> all right. Chris, do you think you know it? I think only because I play way too much 2K. Okay. Um, what do you think it is? <laughs> I think it's 50.1 or 55.1. No, but Jackson does get the point. It's 31.48. Oh, damn it. That is the PER. So Jackson catches up. 654 is his score. Six for the Lapsters, five for Lockdown Rockets, and four for ITL. We're going into the ninth question. Five time NBA champion, three time finals MVP, two time MVP, 15 time All Star, 10 time All NBA first team. Who am I? A, Kobe Bryant, B, Michael Jordan, C, Magic Johnson, or D, Tim Duncan? Can you repeat the accolades one more time? Absolutely. Five-time NBA champion, three-time finals MVP, two-time MVP, 15-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA first team. Who am I? D. Uh, Yes, A, Kobe Bryant, B, Michael Jordan, C, Magic Johnson, or D, Tim Duncan? Definitely D. Looks like I got D from ITL, D from Locked On. I'm taking um, Tim Duncan. It is Tim Duncan, so everybody gets a point. Six, seven, six, five is the score. Seven for the Lapsters. Can they do it? We shall see. Number 10, which player, and this is the final question, which player is the fourth highest player put in defensive isolation this season? A, James Harden. B, J.J. Barea. C, LaMarcus Aldridge. Or D, Zion Williamson. Can you repeat the name some more time? Absolutely. James Harden, A. B, J.J. Barea. C, LaMarcus Aldridge. Or D, Zion Williamson. The fourth hey. highest? Fourth highest. Oh, fourth highest. Oh, goodness. Uh, well, sorry, just fourth highest overall or out of that list? No, fourth highest overall in the league this season. Oh, James Harden. Well, put in defensive isolation, not offensive isolation. I just want to make sure you, you guys heard that part. Post-ups okay. count as defensive isolation, right? Yes. Then yes. Okay, Brea, Brea. I'm, I'll bet on Brea twice tonight. Uh, I, I'm taking JJ Brea just because Harden. He being on defense, but not like not that many times. Although James Harden was up there, the answer is JJ Brea, and the Labsters get the win this week, beating out ITL and Locked On Rockets. I'll be honest, though, that was a tight race all the way through and through. Ridge, I'm giving you 30 seconds. Give your championship speech. Oh, uh, you know, I you know I tried my best. Uh, I thought that I was going to win it, and uh, I wish I'd have been on a little bit earlier to uh, expose my knowledge. But hey. A win is a win. I'll take it. Now I'm going to go to our second place finish here. It was tied, but I'm going to bring on Locked on Rockets as our special guest podcast. How do you feel in that tight race? You were right there. 
Uh, I feel a little bit betrayed. I thought James uh, was a little bit higher up on that defensive isolation list, mainly because he guards in the post all the time on switches. So I genuinely thought that that was the correct answer there. And uh, I'm uh, beating myself up a little bit for not getting some of those earlier questions, but I had a great time. It was very fun and enjoyable experience overall. Yeah, elite post defender James Harden. I probably would have picked that too if it was if if I didn't know the answer. Miles, come on over. I know you wanted a redemption game here. You were one away. How do you feel, buddy? Man, fuck the Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> Miles still upset about the Rockets <laughs> loss here on the featured segment, which is our home and home trivia. Congratulations to Reg Huggins. Reg, you keep a lookout in your DMs. Our general Steve Reisner will be messaging you for what your $25 gift card was. Congratulations to you for getting the Lapsters. Another win. You and Davis join us as the top as Lapsters who have won at this home and home trivia. Um, and let's go ahead and take us to our sign off segment. Uh, not late enough for Steve. So we're going to ho- go ahead and, and re-record Steve's terrible Twitter this week. Um, if you're going to stick around, uh, stay with us. Steve is going to run through some terrible Twitter takes of the week. And trust me, if you want to laugh, these are going to be good. If not, thank you guys for joining us. Hashtag ELM. Every listen matters. That's how you keep us running. Keep, keep us alive. So, so subscribe, comment, listen, share it with your friends. We only survive as much as you keep us here. So thank you guys. Hope you guys have a terrific weekend. Steve, let's hear those terrible Twitter takes. Ah, just give me two minutes to get off the train, guys. Okay. Steve's trucking off the train right now. Um, now, I think that – I don't know if I did my sign-off, yes, yeah. but this episode and Terrible Twitter Takes is going to be brought to you by SATX Rated, which is a fantastic social company that allows you to get free concert tickets, game tickets. You, you name it, they have it. They'll be all around the city of San Antonio. There's also an Austin or an ATX Rated and one coming to Houston. So get on board and sign up with these uh, guys early on. Get your chance to some free swag. So this has been, I mean, these people, I think they're getting dumber. I don't know. Maybe maybe like they're here in this segment and they're like, hey, let's see how fucking retarded I can be. Oh, my God. So someone put up, this will be my first pop culture take. Um, Someone put up, it was the four kings of comedy, D.L. Hewley, Steve Harvey, Bernie Mac, Cedric Cedric the Entertainer. Says, who is the real king of comedy? Half the people in the thread are like, well, none of them should be up there. They're not in the conversation. Yeah, they are. They were the kings of comedy. If you don't know what the kings of comedy tour was in the 90s and early 2000s, you should probably look that up. But the take was, Steve Harvey shouldn't be on there. Steve Harvey has never done stand-up comedy. All he does is read questions off the card on TV. Steve Harvey didn't do stand-up comedy? So... Def Comedy Jam, Showtime with the Apollo. No, Kings of Comedy. None, none of that happened. <laughs> All right. Yep, sounds good. All right. Um, the, the next one, next pop culture take, I have that Joey Badass is better lyrically and all time than Eminem. Now I got a preface. Yeah. That's terrible. I uh, have known. I mean, I mean hold, on, hold on here. I'm, I'm a big Joey stan. You know, I tread lightly here. I will oh, no, 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 it. no. I, I am a Joey fan. I have been a fan of Joey since before. Okay. A lot of people even knew he existed. Okay, well, but same page. Bet, better all time than Eminem? That's Not nice. all time, I, but. I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound old here, but I grew up 
on peak Eminem. And that is some of the finest hip hop ever made. That, and I mean, lyrically better than Eminem, you should probably go like get a dictionary or something so you can understand some of what Eminem's saying because that, that might be a problem. <laughs> so to get into uh, sports takes, Chris, thanks for um, reminding me of this one. And yes, that is duct tape on my finger. Um, so yes, I have that Hassan Whiteside is better than Bill Russell. And if you watched film or understand basketball, you know this. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll go here. I'll, I'll be the old head, you know, because according to Twitter, an old head is under 30 years old. What are you, fucking 10? Hassan Whiteside is better than Bill Russell? Bill Russell once jumped over a full-grown man to make a layup and not even dunk it. So if you watch film or you understand basketball, you'd know that what you just said was retarded. Um, next up, Miles, I told you about this one. I have uh, that Matt Ryan is better all time than Peyton Manning. Oh, he is. That's terrible. <laughs> That's oh, terrible. He is. he is absolutely the best quarterback. That, that, that was the Miles Burner account. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I'll preface this with I am a Matt Ryan fan. <laughs> Matt Ryan went to Boston College and played really good football here. I like the guy. I hate Peyton Manning, and everyone who knows me knows that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Matt Ryan better than Peyton Manning all time. That, that five MVPs to one MVP. Yeah, that's a real close debate right there. Fucking Christ. All right. Now, it actually gets even worse. So, uh, this, I don't know you guys hear about Bill Simmons. Uh, from the ringer, been getting dragged all week. It's been great. Bill, Bill Simmons sucks. Can't stand the guy. But So anyway, the whole thing was um, this tweet from Ray Saney. I think her name was. I don't know who the hell she was. She had a check mark, so they just give those to anyone except me. I'm calling out the Twitter handle now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was, well, you can't, you can't blame Bill Simmons, guys. After all, he is from Boston. And they haven't liked a black guy since Robert Parrish. So I understand that you all want to beat this narrative like a oh dead fucking gosh. horse that everyone in Boston is racist. But we haven't liked a black guy since Robert Parrish? What the hell happened to David Ortiz and Kevin Garnett and Troy Brown and Vince Wilfork and Chandler Jones and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen and Rajon Rondo and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and all these other black guys in Boston that we love? Jesus Christ. And mind you, not for nothing, it might, it might be worth noting that Bill Simmons is from a town called Marlboro, Massachusetts and grew up roughly 35 to 40 miles outside of Boston and then moved out of Boston and to the West Coast 20 years ago and everybody in Boston actually hates him. So, I don't know how you're gonna tell me that Bill Simmons can speak for the city of fucking Boston. 
<laughs> and now that struck a chord. Yeah, no, that one was. I just, I love this. Everyone who's from Massachusetts, they're like, "Oh, he's from Boston." It's like, no, Massachusetts is an entire state. That 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 doesn't mean you're from the city of Boston. So, the next one, um, I saved my two dumbest for last. Wonderful. Um, this next one is, well, for one, the guy told me at first, um, in trying to discredit Brady, that if uh. This was a great argument. One, an interesting one. If you take away one third of Brady's career, he's not even a Hall of Famer. So, I guess your argument against Brady is like, I get if you take away his stats and things he did, then, you know, he's not that good because we pretended those things didn't happen. Um, I don't know what third of Brady's career you would say isn't a Hall of Fame because break it down. 01 to 06, one All-Pro, three Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. 07 to 13, five All-Pros. The only year he wasn't an All-Pro, he was out with an ACL. Two MVPs, two Super Bowl appearances. 14 to 19, one MVP, four Super Bowl appearances, three Super Bowl wins. So which... I don't know which of those six-year stretches wouldn't be Hall of Fame worthy because they all seem Hall of Fame worthy on their own. Um, and then he even doubled down on this. And he said, I guess when you really look at Brady's overall body of work, it's lacking in accolades and accomplishments. Maybe my standards are too high. <laughs> <laughs> so your standards are so high. That lower, lesser resumes top better resumes. That's that's a mind fuck right there. That's just I I don't even know how that works. My standards are so high that I don't think Tom Brady was good because he only won six Super Bowls and three MVPs. God, he sucks. Um. So, and now last, um, this one. So shout out to all those. Great Chiefs fans that I totally am not like, I totally don't hate or anything. <sighs> Patrick Mahomes is underrated because Patrick Mahomes is already the single greatest football, single greatest football player in the history of the sport. And anyone who doesn't think so is either delusional or a hater. I, Makes sense. Just, yeah. So uh, the argument is that nobody has ever done in their first couple of years what Patrick Mahomes has done. Now, Kurt Warner in 1999 was bagging groceries. And then a few weeks later, he was the starting quarterback of an NFL team. He threw 40 touchdowns in 1999, which you would, if you inflate for error, is easily over 50 touchdowns. A, a shitload of yards. He set the fucking league on fire, won the MVP, won the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl MVP. And then he went back to the Super Bowl a year later. But nope, nobody's ever done what Patrick Mahomes has done. You know, like an MVP and a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP? Yeah, nope, no one else has those things. I just, I, 12-year-old Chiefs fans, please understand that football happened before you started watching the game when you got 
good. <laughs> you started watching football two years ago when Patrick Mahomes started playing? Okay, football was played for years before that. <laughs> I don't think they get this. That's Patrick Mahomes wasn't the first football player ever. I'm not angry about any of these at all. <laughs> well, Steve has gone on his rant. Terrible Twitter takes with Steve. And that is, again, brought to you by SATX Rated. I don't think anything's worse than probably the Bill Simmons and, and Patrick Mahomes takes. Those are, those are really bad. Those are bad. Ter- those are terrible takes. <laughs> But thank you again, Steve, for those hitting. Uh, and we've already done all of our sign-offs. So if you stuck with us on Facebook, just want to say uh, thank you. And Kenny's asking you, Steve, on our Facebook chat if you need a hug. I agree. I think somebody needs to give you a hug down the street. Um, but another special thank you to Jackson Gatlin, who, who stuck with us here um, on Into the Lab, and Reg Huggins, who was on here. But he, I think he jumped off for a call. But again, your sports scientist today. Miles Bloomquist, Chris Remick, Steve, the General Reisner, Paul, and Dre Rogers, and of course, your host, Ernest Silva, all came onto this show and gave you some, some fun stuff to listen to. But thank you so much for joining us today. Again, share our things. Hashtag ELM. Every listen matters. You guys have a great weekend. See you Saturday. Yeah, we- takes, but I'm going to go ahead and start off our sign off here uh, with Chris. Chris, why don't you give your sign off of where the people can find you? Uh, look for me on Twitter at Asen Tatum. You can also find me on Instagram at Chris underscore Remick. Um, always fun to be on this podcast. Thank you for having me, Ernest, and uh, Boston Celtics 2020 championships. Damn right. Well, one can dream like Chris Remick and Miles Bloomquist can, but let oh, me says go ahead. the Rockets fan. Says, let the, me, <laughs> says the Rockets let fan. Me, let me bring on Miles next. Miles, do your sign off, please. All right, I'm going to just start with what's uh, obvious here. You know, Clover oh all the way, man. Um, I'm glad to be back on ITL. Uh, I'll try not to be so inconsistent. I, I'm hoping to curate next week's trivia. Um, next week, you can find me starting on a new podcast, my buddy Jet. We're going to be calling it Frostbite Sports. Going to just be covering all sorts of sports from a Canadian's perspective. So keep an eye out for that. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fan of Jazzy. I put out articles for Timeskew, NFL Draft, Atlanta Falcons, fantasy football, whatever you need. I got it. Hit me up. Hey, Miles, I want to just plug in there. Congratulations to you. I know you graduated just this past week. Got your diplomas. Congratulations to you, buddy. Thank you. Now, I see Dre wants to talk. Dre, talk to us a little bit. Let's see, how can the people find you? Yes, uh, actually, before going into that, uh, I just wanted to point out that tomorrow, Saturday, is the end of the last And Ernest and I have been discussing earlier, and we decided that we were going to ask our labsters out there to give us their craziest rules to our league so if you could just hit up Ernest at uh, the sports team and uh, just hit him up with the more interesting rules that you could come up with uh, so basically the only rule that we've come up with at the moment is that each lobster has to select at least two players from their favorite teams so that's the only thing that we have. And uh, so please 
give us a shout out and um, let us know. You can also reach me at uh, Dre2124 on Twitter and let me know your input. But yeah, and you can join us live. Ernest can give you more information as well on that. Yeah, I definitely will. I don't want to end everything and do the sign off before I ask Jackson and at least acknowledge Reg one more time. Thank you guys both for being a part of ITL this week. Um, you know, it, it's it's always fun to have you guys on here, but Jackson, you bring an extra element. I'm, I don't know if it's just because you're the Houston Rockets uh, local as well with me or if it's uh, just because Reg really wanted a battle against a Rockets fan. And, he, and I think, Reg, you're a Celtics fan as well, aren't you? Definitely all oh the way. Oh my gosh! So it, it was. It was we like to hear. It was very green in here. So thank you, Jackson, for filling it up with some red. That would have been a monster episode for me. Um, yeah, there it is. <laughs> is that the three full quarters that James Harden can play at a oh, medium right. level, let's, and then the fourth quarter he just burns out? <laughs> <laughs> Not this year. Let me let me bring on Paul. Paul, um, before I let Jackson give his sign off as well. Go ahead and, and give your sign off too. Yeah, it's uh, just good to be back together, uh, getting back into sports. Um, you know, the, everything's just been weird out there, but, uh, you know, it's a little normalcy here. Um, I do uh, a hockey podcast. Hopefully we'll be getting one here soon with, uh, you know, NHL coming back too. Uh, you can find us, you can find me on uh, uh, Twitter at, at Steel Curtain PEH. And uh, just take care of each other out there. Just be a good human being. That's all you got to be right now. Just a good human being. Just take care of each other, guys. Completely agree. And and we look forward to adding not only yours, but Miles back into the podcast lineup, being a part of the Pottern family. And Jackson, I'm going to give you the second to last sign off because obviously I'm going to come on right after you. But uh, tell the tell our listeners and, and, the, and the over 300 people that watched us tonight where they can find you and how they can listen to your uh, great, great, and fantastic takes on Houston Rockets basketball. Well, if you want some more, uh, I try to be as level-headed as possible. No blind optimism here. I call it how <laughs> it is for the Rockets. Uh, no, no blind Celtics optimism coming from my end uh, as far as the Rockets are concerned. Sixth in the West. They are, they are sixth in the West. They've underperformed a little bit this year. You will hear no qualms from me about Didn't that. Didn't you so call you them a top three, three team earlier? They are. Well, yeah, I, th I think most people would favor the two LA teams and the Rockets as the best three in the West. Anyways, I didn't call them a top three. I said top three as far as talent goes. So, yeah, they're sixth in the West right now. But if you want some level-headed Rockets takes, uh, we're doing three pods a week right now over at Locked on Rockets. Normally during the season, we'll be doing five a week, so one every single day. So be sure to check us out wherever you check out your podcasts. That's where you can find me. You can also check me out on Twitter, at JT Gatlin. And, if, and of course, I was a big fan. I appeared on two episodes this week on Locked on Rockets. If you haven't listened to those, go listen to those. Go give them some ratings and subscribe. Locked on Rockets, one of my favorite podcasts um, from a long time ago. So I was really glad to join. And Jackson and I dissected sports analytics as a whole. So it's a really fun episode, a couple episodes. Um, right when I'm about to do my sign-off, of course, the general Steve Reisner makes his appearance onto this show. Um, let me go ahead and make some announcements, and I'll let everybody – uh, leave, but I want to make sure that we get the comedic relief from Steve Reiser, and he does his terrible Twitter takes. Some announcements. Dre talked about it a little bit. We do have a live fantasy football draft. It's a dynasty league for Into the Lab. That is Saturday morning. It's going to be really early for a lot of people. Come join us. Come send us those crazy rules. Send it to at the sport gene or at Dre2124. As you know it, Dre is our commissioner, so God help us. The second announcement. 
we will be streaming live um, when it comes to blue collar media. If you haven't started following us on Twitch, come follow us. You'll hear some regular voices you always listen to every week. And and you may not know it, but Reg is on there with us, and Davis is on there, and you'll find a lot of us playing different games. So come out there and come come watch us play and watch us lose. That's pretty much the fun part of it. And then for the occasional win, you can cheer us on. Just don't drop us, okay? But uh, I, guess I gotta come carry your ass. Yes, you do, Miles. One of these days, you gotta come on and, and carry us to a win. Um, but I, I will brag a little bit. Davis, Reg, and I do have 28 Call of Duty Warzone wins together. So I'm gonna put it out that we are not bad. So we are a fun team to watch uh, as much as we wanna geek out. Next week, that's a good segue, Butthole and our video guy, Mark, will be on to compete for Home and Home Trivia. If you don't know what Butthole is, please look it up. I'm not saying the other word. I promise you it's B-U-D hole. All right, it is Bud Hole, but they will be on next. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.